Episode 15, learnings from 100 days of consecutive social media video content. Now, our guest today is not a marketing expert. He's just a small business owner who's seen the value in video marketing, dug in and done it, and he's going to share some learnings with us like how to figure out whether getting in front of the camera and producing video content is even right for you, some tips on how anybody can actually get in and do consistent video content easily and cost-effectively and without too much of a time investment, why you don't necessarily need to achieve production perfection to get the best results with your social video content, plus much, much more. It's a very fun call. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. If you do, even if you don't, go and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever and don't forget to go and subscribe subscribe for free updates, regular giveaways, and a whole heap of other fun stuff at thelocationstation.com. Enjoy this episode. It's a fun one. Social media video content for 100 days straight. Welcome to The Location Station, where we learn from extraordinary marketers and business owners about all the latest location-based marketing tactics and technologies, so you can attract and retain more customers near your business or brand. I'm your host, Dave Eddy. I'm extremely grateful for your time and attention today, so let's get cracking. Today's guest is Brandon Clift. Brandon, welcome to the show. Cheers, mate. Happy to be here. Absolute pleasure. Now, Brandon is the founder, director, head personal trainer, head honcho at Zone Transformation Specialists on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Now, Zone Transformation Specialists is a pretty new company, but I wanted to get Brandon on the show to talk about his experience, especially in recent times with producing consistent content and, and particularly video content on social media. So a little bit more about Brandon. He's an ex-Australian gymnast. Now, I believe you're still Australian, but are you not a gymnast anymore? Yeah, no, that, that ship sailed. <laughs> I smacked my head and I'm done. Uh, no good. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, I think he came third in a, fit, in a fitness model competition, Muscle Mania, was it, in Vegas a couple of years ago? I read somewhere. More interestingly, he's conquered depression and, and anxiety and he's come through that to build a really exciting, fun business uh, that we'll get into in a little sec. And as I mentioned before, his marketing success to date has really come off the back of a consistent content production schedule and social media videos, a lot of which are recorded straight from his mobile phone. So today, I'd like to talk to Brendan, Brandon <laughs> about how we can incorporate consistent content production and, and social video into our marketing strategies. Um, and that's about it for an intro for Brendan. Can I just hand it over for you, to you for a sec and uh, let our audience know a little bit more about yourself, mate? Yeah, sure thing. After that wonderful intro, I feel like I need to go change my LinkedIn profile now. Head honcho. I need to get name badges made. I am. I made that. I up. am the honcho. Okay. We can give you a different. We can give you a different nickname if you want. <laughs> no, I like honcho. Kingyar. It works. Okay, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, so a little intro about myself. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, um, I, I grew up in in uh, on the Gold Coast in Australia. Uh, grew up through gymnastics and um, had a pretty competitive career. Really enjoyed it. Smacked my head. Ended it. And uh, yeah, just started to go join the journey of. Um, you know, what is life outside of everything I knew? And so it was an interesting journey of self-discovery. And uh, over four years, I actually found myself in quite a bit of a rut 
um, mm -hmm. a series of events, you know, I, um, you know, I had a failing relationship. I had my, my dog was in emergency. He was going through seizures. Um, my, my girlfriend and I were, um, at the time we're, we're going through some really difficult times. I was in exams. I was carb depleted because I decided well, it'd be a wise idea to get up on stage in a pair of dick togs. Um, and Jon <laughs> Snow just got stabbed on game of Thrones. So, um, it was a pretty tra traumatic time. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I was, uh, battling some pretty serious thoughts in my head. Um, on a regular occurrence, I was, uh, considering taking my own life. Um, Jesus. you know, things weren't, weren't too good on the home front, but, uh, after a, a journey of self-discovery, I decided to, to get out of my comfort zone, do something that really scared me. You know, I used to suffer social anxiety quite a bit. Um, because gymnastics was my escape. I had an identity in gymnastics, but outside of that, I didn't talk to girls. I didn't have yeah. really have a friend group at school. I kind of stuck to myself. Do you think it's, uh, do you think part of the issue was that you, you were brought up in such a competitive uh, space and you were expected to win at all costs. And if you came second or lost, then that sort of reflects on you, on who you are and your value as a, as a human. Big time, big time. I was definitely weighing my, uh, weighing my value and my importance to society on how successful I was in my sport. And if I wasn't Got successful it. in my sport, then who was I? I mean, that was my identity. It was so directly linked to my performance. So you know, I was extremely hard on myself. I didn't really give myself a break. And it seemed like other people um, saw more potential in me than I did. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it was it was an interesting time. You know, really, I just didn't really love myself and uh, didn't see the, the value in what I had to offer. So it was just a big journey of self-discovery and getting out of my comfort zone and discovering, okay, at my core, what's important to me? You know, what impact do I want to have on this world? Um, how can I help others through my experiences? And since then, we, uh, you know, Zone Transformation Specialists, we work solely to help people that are terrified of gyms, that don't know how to eat properly, that are suffering from confidence issues, social anxiety. You know, basically, I'm just kind of living my message and teaching them through my journey and my trainers. You know, each of my trainers has gone through a similar experience. So it's, it's a awesome. good little crew of misfits. We call ourselves the bench warmers. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's a good little squad. Well, man, I, just from seeing your online content and what you're putting out, it's just completely clear when you watch your videos and, and listen to you talk that you're passionate about what you do and you've got this great buzz about you and uh, an awesome culture happening at Zone. So I'm just going to let you know that we are definitely going to judge you on, on the content that you give us today and how much, how much you teach us about consecutive content production. But even if even if it's not super valuable, we still think you're unreal. <laughs> I'll stick the landing. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, let's let's just get started by I'm, I'm interested to know, like, at what point did you go, hmm, I'm going to commit to 100 days of consecutive video content. And why did you decide to, to take that route with your, the marketing of your business? It was, it was interesting. I was actually challenged by um, my mindset mentor. You know, I was struggling with content and putting it together. And I had this idea in my mind that everything had to be perfect. Uh, I think that might be just a, a longstanding relationship I had with my sport, that everything had to be perfect, every toe point, every flip, all, all of that. So, you know, I was trying to set up these videos to have perfect intros and music yeah. throughout, you know, all these content plans. And none of it came to fruition because I was too strict on myself. Yeah. Um, so my, uh, my mental limb, he just goes, mate, just post some videos. And, uh, there's a great line in a gr awesome movie or doco called finding Joe where, uh, Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac says, just write some bad poetry. 
And that just, man, that just sunk in with me. And I thought, you know what? I'm sure after a hundred videos, I'll, I'll get, I'll get pretty good at it eventually. So, um, yeah. do not watch episode one to four <laughs> of my hundred <laughs> It's videos. funny you say that. <laughs> I've, I've already started the show notes for this episode and I've already put a link into episode one and episode 100 so you can see the difference. So sorry about that, mate. But I, I agree, like 80, you know, 80% there is good enough and, and done is better than perfect. So what, uh, that's how you decided to hook into the video content. What did you, what are some of the things that you learned? Or maybe let's just give us a bit of a background on, on how you sort of put that into action and, and planned it all out. Well, on the, on the first day I did episode one to nine consecutively, right. just, just batched yep. it. Um, so it gave me some leeway to figure out, okay, so episode 10 onwards, how can I make it kind of cool? And, um, yeah, just, it just became a good discipline for me because, you know, when you're starting a business, you know, you can't really rely on there being consistent actions throughout each day. It's not wake up this time, do this this time, you know, you're, you're almost at the mercy of your business. So it was one thing in my schedule that was consistent. Um, I made a commitment to my audience, uh, which wasn't much then, <laughs> but I made a, <laughs> a commitment to my audience that I would, do, that I was actually going to do a video every day for 365 days. Um, yeah. so I, uh, started doing the videos every day. Um, I started building an audience that was waiting. They were literally sitting there at the computers waiting for each video to come out. <laughs> and you know, it's hard to put a ton of content in a 60 second video. Um, yep. I did that primarily because of Instagram. I wanted to have that 60 second window, um, for that, mm -hmm. that avenue of my audience. Um, but it just became a lot of fun. I just wanted to get creative. Like, you know, I'll help you with show notes. Um, as far as, you know, your audience needs to see episode 69. I think it's very insightful. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> not even going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can, uh, I can give you some of the highlighted, um, episodes. I can give you my worst one, my best one, uh, or best few, but, um, yeah, it was just, again, to wrap it up, just a big, good, consistent task each day to help me connect and communicate with my audience, but also to learn how I present on camera. Um, cause got by it. episode hundred, man, I feel like I got this stuff down pat. Got it. Got it. So how did you decide on the topics and and figuring out what was it that your audience wanted. The reason why I asked that question is because, so your your market is health, personal training, mindset, that kind of thing. It's it's quite a, it's comparatively easy to publish video content about you know workout workouts and meal plans and uh, uh, and watching people train and stuff like that. And it's also a very engaging kind of niche on social media because it applies to so many people. What if I'm uh, a professional service or an intangible product that's a little bit less engaging, I guess, for, for social media? What, what would you say there um, in terms of how do, I, how do I get content out that is engaging? Now, I'm in no way a marketing expert, but just from my experience, you know, one of the best things I ever did for my business was I got really clear on who my niche was. Who am I speaking to in my audience? Like that's the big thing. So what I did is I went to my uh, first thing I did um, as far as content was I went to my uh, superstar female client and my superstar male client, the ones that literally tick every box of the perfect client that I love to train, that does what I tell them, that gets amazing results. And I asked each of them, can you give me 10 questions that you would love me to answer? So out of that, I instantly had 20 questions to answer on these videos. Uh, and then I just opened it up to all my audience, you know, send me some questions. So I had them go through a little online form. I ended up with 
about 190 questions that were asked. And out of those, I just picked the ones that I knew the most about because I wasn't going to say, talk about stuff that I wasn't strong with. Um, so as far as to answer your question about the people out there that don't have as, you know, tangible a service, you know, get super clear on who your niche is. What's their language? How do they speak? What do they want to know? And just ask them. And then you can just deliver exactly what they want to hear. That's great. And there's not a business on earth that doesn't have questions from customers that they answer on a, on a day-to-day basis. So anyone could do it, right? Anyone, absolutely anyone. Got it. Cool. And so video. Now, this is an audio version of, of this conversation and people can't see your face right now, but Thank God. guys, Brandon's a pretty good sort. Like he, he, present, he presents well, he's a fit young dude. What if, you know, it kind of seems like that's that makes it that would make it easier to get in front of a camera and do video. What about people who are maybe they and have a face for radio, <laughs> or they're just like you used to be, um, hell scared of, of getting in front of the camera? What would you advise around around that? Did you consider other form forms of content before going with video, or um, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, because I um, yeah, I think that's an amazing question. I think because I had such fear about getting in front of anyone, I thought that blog writing was going to be like my thing. Oh yeah, I, I know I know some good stuff. Let me write it down. And I I realized yeah. that you know I'm a terrible blog writer. And so I thought, oh, I'll do a podcast, you know. And so I did a couple of podcast interviews and I'm like, yeah, they're okay. But, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into them. And I'm like, this isn't something that I can uh, that I can float while trying to run a business, you know, trying to train people. I have staff, I have expenses. So, you know, mm-hmm. so podcasting was not my gig for that current time. So I thought, what's something that's quite easy for me? And video is super easy. You know, all you have to do is pick up that device that's in all of your pockets right now, point it at your schnoz and go, Hey, this is what's on my mind today. And it's interesting. I tested and measured it. The videos that I professionally made with my rig, with all of my audio equipment, da, 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 they don't get nearly the amount of views that I get from when I just put my phone up in front of my face. Why? Um, I think it's just authenticity. I think people, um, people just relate to it more. Um, I can't give you a solid answer on that, but I believe it's because it's just relatable. It's personal. It's talking right into the lens um, rather than using lighting and audio and setup. So I guess, you know, for all the the listeners out there, you just got to discover what your best means of communication is. So if you're not, if you're not built to be in front of a camera and not everyone is, you know, if it's going to take you 60 takes to get a 60 second video out, then maybe blog writing is your avenue. Maybe that's your vessel to get your message out. Maybe it's podcasting. You know, there's so many different methods and means. Maybe you're better off going out and networking in your local community or, or yeah. doing sales over the phone and calling up, you know, key influencers that you want to tee up with. It just comes down to what your strengths are. So don't waste your time trying to be something that you're not or develop a skill that you don't think you'll be aptly, um, you know, good at. Or if you're the marketing manager or the business owner and that's not you to get in front of video but you feel like it's right for your brand or your type of business, why not find someone else in your organization that can do that part for you who is good at, at that? Because I, I think I, I'm a subscriber to the belief that you know it's horses for courses and, and there's not a there's not one form of content that should be used for any type of business. Mm. So it's figuring that out. What What is your audience going to engage with the most if you're say a professional service or uh, a a really sort of detailed content heavy type uh, business maybe video isn't the best form maybe it's long tail blog posts or uh, research guides things like that what is your audience going to respond to and convert on 
uh, best. And for your business, that's obviously video. Did you did you do much? I'm interested. Did you do much live video in that hundred days of, of consecutive? videos? Um, I did a lot of live videos, but they weren't necessarily tied to my 100-day video. Um, it all cross-links, it. but my live videos were basically an opportunity for people to see like the unscripted version of me. You know, um, Not that my videos were super scripted, but it was a chance for them to go, okay, yeah, I'm talking to the camera and you can see me right now, but let me show you my success stories. So it opens up the field to watch you know, 16 of my best clients training actively. So people go, yeah, I love his message. I love his, you know, what he talks about and his video videos are, you know, funny or whatever, but they're like, what does he actually do? So the live videos was a good opportunity for people to see, like, like I'm not just making videos full time. Like here's what I actually do 90% of the time. And, um, you know, a big thing for that was, uh, every, uh, every week for, you know, for a couple of weeks, I did a zoner of the week, which was client of the week video in my hundred episodes. So people could hear from someone other than me. You know, because I believe one of the big reasons why people don't connect with um, a lot of the people that are p pumping out marketing is because, you know, let's say personal trainers, for example. I think one of the biggest mistakes personal trainers make is in their marketing, they show their abs. They show their body yeah, transformation. Yeah. And the average Joe doesn't relate to that. Now, my clients no. typically suffer with confidence issues. So if I'm up there putting my fitness modeling photos up there and, you know, and all that, they're not going to relate to that. That is not their language. Um, no. So... You know, it's about making sure that people can see, okay, although I may look like, you know, I don't think I'm an intimidating person, but, you know, you mentioned something about my looks. People might not relate to that on video, but what if they hear the success of my clients? Because people don't really care about me. They care about what's going to help them That's right. at the end of the day. So it's about getting that message across and creating that link between prospective lead and your business. I think that's so true in the personal training fitness sort of industry the the skinny or the the shredded up dude uh being promoted as here's here's what you're going to get that's not always going to be achievable and especially when it's the owner of the business just sort of showing off their muscles and stuff maybe maybe that works for a certain type of clientele but it probably makes more sense to use imagery and videos in in your marketing for that kind of business uh around the type of clients that you usually help and maybe they look nothing like what what you look like so i guess that's that's something to keep into consideration that's, spot, that's actually um that's actually a really good point because you know i'm not saying that's a bad tactic for all people to show your muscles mm. i mean some people want to see that you know what you're talking about that you've actually watched the yeah. walk but you know save that for when they come into your program save that for when they actually make that connection because you know you need to get them in the door first then you can show them well hey you know what i did compete um, you know, in Vegas and do these things, whatever that is. But if, if your market is getting people on stage for competitions, then of course you're going to want to post your success um, and put yeah. that at the front of your marketing. So it just comes down to what your niche wants to see. Right. And, and so when we talk about, I guess, priorities, yes, people want to see what's my qualifications, what have I done before, uh, what, uh, how smart am I kind of thing. But they first of all want to know how is that going to help me? So, mm -hmm. it and you see so many websites out there that their benefit-driven statement at the top of their website is we are this qualified and we're smart and we're great and look at us and blah 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 and then you got to scroll down to go oh by the way we can help you increase your revenue or we can help you lose weight or, or whatever the benefit is where I think it should be the other way around now in terms Agreed. of practically. Yeah, in, in terms of practically getting this stuff out, so I'm sure there's business owners listening right now going, uh-huh, 100 days of, of 
consecutive video content. Yeah, only 60 seconds, but that's still adds up to a fair bit of time. How do I systemize that? And you mentioned using Pro Tools and stuff with some of the videos, but what are some tips around how we can practically make uh, consistent video content happen? Well, I'm not going to lie. There were a couple of days where I, it got to like 10 p.m. I'm leaving my gym after wrapping up a crazy day and I've just gone, oh my gosh, I haven't done a video. <laughs> like it seemed like it seemed like a real headache at times. So I literally every video, every in the zone episode that you see me in my car, it's usually about 11.55 p.m. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> like I better make this happen. So and I just talk about something, you know, that happened in the day um, and just relate it to a lesson that's going to benefit the audience. Look, as far as as far as like a system to get it going, you know, I was pretty unstructured. It wasn't until episode like 30, 40 that I actually figured out what my best method was. I just had to go and make mistakes. And trust me, I made a ton. You know, like I said, some of those episodes are throwaways, but those throwaway episodes ensured me that episode, you know, 60, episode 80 were, were good videos. Um, so like what Mick Fleetwood said, write bad poetry. Um, as far as putting it together, it's simple. If you've got a Facebook account, you have a phone, just post a video, just make sure it's, um, right. make sure don't waffle, just make sure you're clear on what the outcome is. What's the message and, and you know, how do you want to get that across to them? I love that approach because I'm, I'm a huge fan of systems and, uh, processes and making sure everything's planned out. Now we had a, a call uh, an episode earlier on. I don't recall the the episode number with a guy called David Jennings who wrote the book Authority Content. His approach is all about systemizing your content and breaking it into little pieces and having it planned out and stuff, which I really love. But from the sounds of it, and I uh, I think it it must be like a horses for courses thing. It sounds like we can get away with some unstructured content as well as that. So maybe it's something that that we've got to think about. Okay. Am I more in, in Brandon's sort of side of, side of the boat uh, where I can just produce stuff off the cuff and, and my audience will engage with it? Or have I got a business that needs a bit more structure and there's multiple people producing the content and I need to do it in different formats and I want to repurpose it, for example? Potentially, potentially you're in a business where you uh, say a, a legal firm or insurance company or something that you have to kind of get every little detail correct. Otherwise, it's, um, it's, it's incorrect information for your audience. Yes. Um, it's more sort of objective. So it's, maybe it's finding, finding that balance between the systems and the unstructured approach off the cuff and, and testing out what works for you and your audience. First of all, love that book. Um, it, it, it had a humongous impact on, yeah. on the way that I do produce my content, although I'm still a little bit unstructured. Um, it gave me a lot of, um, a lot of great tools to make my life a hell of a lot easier. It's, it's one of those books I wish I read earlier. Um, cool. authority, authority content, J David Jennings, definitely grab it. If you have the man, it. I'm a little bit envious that you actually got to spend some time with him. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, no, look, you're spot on. It's just about figuring out the balance in what works for you. You know, there were some episodes that took me no joke, five minutes. And there were some episodes where it took me 30 takes where I was just pulling my hair out and I was just changing topic. I'm like, well, that one's not working. I'm going to talk about this one. And then like, no, I should go back to the first one and do that again. And then I had a client at like 5 PM and it's 4:45, and I'm in my house going, ah, oh, if I don't do this now, it's not going to happen. You know? And so, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was before reading his book. Um, so yeah, you're just going to figure it out as you go, write bad poetry, just, um, you know, figure out, I think the core thing is just don't pump out content for the sake of it. 
you know, people right, are right. not going to sit there and, and listen to you for six minutes, just go, go on about a topic that you yourself don't even have, uh, you know, down pat like me. Yes. I'm a fitness professional. Yes. I have a business and trainers that, that achieve people amazing results over say like a 12 week period. But I myself am not an exercise scientist. Like there are many PTs out there that know a ton more than I do. So I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about action potential of muscle fibers and data because it's not my strength. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not my, you know, whatever, you know, if I don't have strengths in a particular field, I'm not going to try and pretend to be something that I'm not. So just talk right. about what you're good at. Talk about the stuff you know, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're a professional in some form or fashion. And I guarantee you there is an audience out there of like-minded people that want to hear your message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even if it's if if you know nothing about your niche yet, maybe it's just discussing and asking questions and that different sort of format as opposed to teaching through through your content. So, in terms of, I just want to hook into uh, some of the listeners. Some of the listeners are probably thinking, okay, so I've talked about you know the the mobile phone and the uh, the potential to do like proper productions with with a kind of camera rig and stuff. What about the platforms? And can you just give us a bit of insight into what um, social channels um, you use to get the content out? Yes. So primarily, I'm Instagram and Facebook focused. Um, I feel like Facebook is going from strength to strength. It seems to be monopolizing the market as far as, um, you know, uh, eyeballs are concerned. Um, They're trying to put their finger in every pie and they're doing it very well. Um, so Facebook's a big one for me. Um, my videos would get anywhere between 400 and 10,000 views, depending on the content, wow. um, and cool. depending on the time of day and da 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 da. Uh, Instagram. What about, sorry, yeah, go for it. I was going to say, what about leads? Like, what what was the end result from some of those videos? So all these people seeing them, were you actually seeing a good amount of? inquiries and, and consultations coming through? Um, yes, I was. And one of the worst things I did from the beginning was I did not track that. I didn't ask them if they came from the videos, like my leads, um, which I really wish I did. It's hard to quantify now, like how many came in. But all I know is the people that told me straight up, I came in after watching one of your videos, they had watched like 10 or 15 before they even gained the courage to, to message me. Right. They got to build that trust in you. No like, like and it's trust. It's not going to be. Yeah. It's not. And this is the, I guess, the danger in if you're looking at doing video marketing and uh, let's say you plan out, take three or four months to plan out the perfectly scripted TV ad type style of video and you put it out there and it's the best thing you've ever done and you're really proud of it and then it doesn't hit the mark or it hits the mark but is is too salesy or, or whatever, then you've spent potentially thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars getting this video produced and it's like, oh crap, that didn't, that didn't work. And I've seen that before where where money is invested, big money is invested into a video and then it gets like 200 views because it's not engaging. So something something to keep in, in mind is that, uh, you know, consistency and, and keeping in mind that people need time to trust you and get to know you, especially when you're marketing a personal brand like, like I guess you are being the face of uh, zone. Um, so is there any other, any other tips that you have around um, tracking the effectiveness or, um, or the other sort of channels or little hacks that you use to get more views? 
Well, at the beginning, I literally had no idea what time to post my videos, like what day was going to be the strongest one, like which, you know, if I knew I had a, you know, I usually had about seven videos backed up just in case, you know, I got sick or whatever. And, um, and I would, and I would go, okay, so here's my best video out of the seven, which day should I post it on? And I did not know until about episode 50, just from trying and testing it. And so I identified that, okay, the dead zone is between 9 a.m. and 11.30. Between 11.30 and, you know, 1.30, you get, you know, a little bit of engagement. Between 1.30 and 4, that's like dead zone, um, in, in just in my, I guess, in my uh, geographical location. Um, and then between 5.30 and 8 o'clock, it was pretty gold. So I started creating structure about when I was going to post my episode. Um, it was generally 7.30 in the morning or 5.30 in the evening, right before I start my, um, my, my, my training sessions. Um, and so, you know, I, I learned just through analytics because Facebook has a pretty amazing um, analytics section in the Facebook ads and, and things like that. It tells you the performance of your videos, which is um, uh, really handy. Uh, so I kind of figured out the times, the days where it was going to be effective. Weekends were never strong for me. So I left my kind of uh, throw away. Everyone's on the booze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to hear I about did, I, I'm, I'm, um, fitness. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on the beers today. I actually um, – Get away, Brandon. Brandon. I don't want to hear it. I actually have a um, – yeah, I actually have a video which I didn't end up posting because I, I literally – my phone died and I lost it. But I did a video on hangovers and I did it while I was just absolutely <laughs> ratchet. <laughs> it was a good setting because I woke up surrounded by bottles and I was like, oh, good opportunity. Because, you know, as the more videos yeah. I did, I'm always like – you get a keen eye for it and a keen ear. Mm. And so like I went to um, Richard Branson's Island for an event and I just met um, a guy named Ben Southall who um, – he won uh, the most interesting uh, – the best job in the world competition. And, oh, yeah. And so I just – Run through Queensland tourism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's yep. amazing, like just awesome journey. And so I've gone, oh, I can make this easier. Why don't I collab with the influencers around me? So I started doing videos with other people, which took, one took the load off me and I let them talk and do the content and they provided right. more value than, than I ever could have for those, those topics. So um, you just mm – -hmm. The opportunities will arise when you're conscious of what you're doing and um, creating those habits. So it was, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Love it, love it. So it was Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you published to YouTube as well? So I'd get between 400 and 10,000 views on Facebook. I'd get about mm -hmm. between 100 and 500 on Instagram and I, I'd be, you know, I'd be pretty lucky to get two or three on YouTube. So I know that YouTube isn't my strength, but I'm just, I upload it there anyway, just to build the IP. Yeah, got it. Excellent. Great. And are these getting published on your website as well? Is there, uh, have you done anything around SEO of those videos um, or anything like that? Or it's just raw social? Uh, just raw social, purely, purely cool. organic, never backed them with Facebook ads or anything. Oh, right. So you didn't, you didn't even play with uh, boosting posts and that kind of thing? Not the 100 episodes. Wow. Yeah, not, not the 100 wow, episodes, awesome. just my um, professionally made content where we directed it, planned it. We lit a guy on fire once which was fun. Yep. So we, um, we, we pumped those, but the end is, <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to do the, um, the full body, but, um, we we're going to light his entire body on fire, but the police station uh, came down with a truck and, uh, <laughs> they were like, another oh, police, the, um, the fire station. They're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ruining it. They're like, what really? Fun brigade. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that stuff we pumped because that had a bit more meat behind it. And, and that just mm -hmm. then took people to our uh, funnels and got them in on the phone with me. So now I definitely recommend our audience go and listen to 
uh, I've watched some of your videos on Facebook because they are pretty entertaining. Even if you don't care about fitness or health or you don't like Brandon based on this conversation, I still <laughs> think you'll find them funny if you, if you don't want to get, you know, live on fire. Like it. Um, I, now, I heard that you actually didn't keep your promise about uh, going 100 days straight. Is that correct? Um, I didn't. Uh, miss? It was, uh, uh, which day did you miss? Uh, I was actually, I intended to do 365. So the agreement from the beginning was I was going to do a year oh, of content, yeah. which was, yeah. um, you know, I thought, yeah, I was going to I did nine episodes in the first day. Let's do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I got to episode 100, I was quite exhausted. Um, I was working at a pace that I couldn't do. I'm trying to grow a business. I've got expenses. I've got all these things to take care of outside of my content. And what was happening was my day was being based around my content, which was not good. Because really, your yeah. marketing and your content, your time on that should be spent like 25%. But I was spending right, like yeah. majority of my time doing that. And it was, um, yeah, it was quite, driving me quite mad because there were a couple episodes where I thought, man, that's not even valuable content. Like I just did that for the yeah. sake of it. And so yeah. on episode yeah. 100, on the tail end of it, I just said to my audience, guys, um, I always want to make sure that I'm providing you with amazing content that really gets you buzzed and that actually helps you solve a problem. Um, mm-hmm. But I personally can't keep this up. It, it's too difficult. And by doing, and, and I was afraid that the um, response was going to be like, oh, you made an agreement with us. But every single person that, that engages with my videos came back and said, dude, take a break you know, take a rest, come back when you're ready. Like we'll be here. They were super Mm -hmm. supportive Mm -hmm. because I was just honest with them. Like, I'm not going to just post Mm -hmm. filth for the sake of it. And, um, (laughs) filth, filth. Yeah. That's episode 69. Um, (laughs) (laughs) got it. So I I guess my question there was a leading one because I think I agree with you. I think that we don't have to do a hundred days or 365 days Mm of consistent content it's okay to even if we do promise it and and fall a little bit short it's okay to uh, focus on quality over quantity and and obviously from the results that you've got this hundred days thing campaign has uh, paid paid your dividends in terms of leads and stuff like that and I'm sure you can reuse you know most of that content's going to be evergreen stuff that you can well, reshare. that's a really important point uh, my intellectual property equity over that time is is huge. Wow, wow, that's a really big that's a big word. Can we just done that? Oh, again? I I P E. Ah, yes. Yes, did not. So basically, you know, having those videos now, I can leverage them big time. I can I can if people have questions, I can just direct them to the video. Um, and also, if I wanted, you know, if I wanted to, you know, finally get my podcast up and going, I have a hundred topics to talk about that I've already investigated, right. I've already researched. Yeah. So all in all, I'm just wiser for the experience. Pays off, and and this is completely down the line of David Jennings' approach to authority content mm-hmm. is uh, bunch bunch your production, you know, have a workshop, full day workshop, or a couple of days just mapping out all your content and producing it and shooting videos and that kind of stuff, and then reuse it, repurpose it, have a have a vision for okay, if I'm creating a video or a blog post, will this still be relevant in a year's time? So, and I think this this concept and what we've talked about today definitely will be. Um, and mate, I just want to thank you for coming on the show uh, Aww, because I think the fun's you, over. You the, yeah, almost. But we've got another little segment that I haven't told you about. <laughs> Ooh. But I think that you know the stuff that we've learned from you. Like you said, you're not you're not a video producer or a marketing expert inverted commas, but you have just done it. Like you've just you're a, a, an early stage small business owner. And you've just hooked in and uh, grown your business off the back of, of consistent 
content and video production. So um, hats off to you there, mate. Uh, and I'm sure that all of our listeners will get a lot of value out of, out of um, this chat and hopefully be able to implement uh, the systems and the, and the ideas that you've shared uh, in their own businesses. Now, mate, we're going to uh, finish off with a handful of questions Ooh. that are not really about marketing or business. They're about I didn't do it. Brandon. <laughs> yeah, <I was> did. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got 14 quickfire questions. Uh, I think there's 14. Uh, that are going to help our audience get to know you better personally before we wrap up. Now, you've got a maximum of five seconds to answer each one and now i'm sure you're you're fine with keeping things within five seconds and uh you're allowed to have one <laughs> yeah, followed by two minutes of crying that's a good uppercut uh, <laughs> um you're allowed one pass if you need it okay so you ready oh, let's do it game on okay it's first one's an easy one where did you go to high school uh the south school on the gold coast what was your first job and how come you didn't stick to it? Uh, I was a um, camp count. I um, taught kids how to ride horses out on a farm. Why didn't, didn't, why didn't I stick, stick to, to it? Because they wouldn't pay me. <laughs> That's a pretty good reason. A mate of mine, Nick Bowditch, was telling me about his first job and he was getting paid in Mars bars. <laughs> so really? That's why he quit. Well, that, yeah. that, that brings uh, some power to the negotiation table. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Now, what has been your biggest screw up in business so far? Oh, there's been a couple. Um, my biggest screw up in business. Oh, five seconds. Um, 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 oh, investing in seminars and things that I didn't research prior. Thousands of dollars down Got the road. Yeah, been there, done Ooh, yeah. that. What, what are you most proud of? Most proud of my tribe. I love them. They're amazing. Awesome. What are you most excited about right now? Opening our facility. That's pretty cool. New location. Yeah, finally. <laughs> More responsibilities. You're growing up, you're an adult no, now, I'm mate. No, 20, I'm 24 <laughs> and all this like adult stuff is happening. Oh. Yeah, so. right. Taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take my bags. And I just felt, instantly felt hairs grow on my chest. Yeah, Baz makes me sick. For our American listeners, Baz is a business activity statement. I think you, I don't know if you guys use the same term, but it's money that we give to the government. Taxes, you guys know that. That sucks. Um, what is something weird you used to do as a kid? And it has to be G-rated. <laughs> weird I used to do as a kid. Um, yeah. I used to um, have a challenge for myself that I had to walk around the entirety of my property without touching the ground. So I'd climb on the fence, climb on the roof, jump from, uh, <laughs> jump from the shed to the trampoline to the gutter. So, yeah, right. that was my mission. I wanted to be a ninja. Wow. Luckily, you didn't have a, a moat or anything around your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fell many times, but yeah, no, learnt. Or, or pe people on fire. Um, who is your – now, I know you're a guitar player. Mm. Who – a shredder. Who is your favorite band or musician? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Wicked. Yeah. And rate your own singing voice out of 10. I've got my opinion here, but I'd love to hear you. <laughs> um, uh, I'd say a seven and a half, eight. Okay. I'd probably, I'd probably say – seven at most but okay did you want to give us a little uh, demo <laughs> you're just too good to be true <laughs> can't take my eyes off you that'll do the yeah, irony that, is we're on a podcast i can't yeah, see uh, sorry I, I, it's a six sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay i think i just de demote myself to a four <laughs> uh, you hadn't warmed up we'll give, we'll give you a few points for that uh, what is your favorite food favorite food thai 
As in a bow tie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A bow tie. No, tie awesome. food. Yeah, it eats clothes. <laughs> uh, describe the last picture, again, G-rated, you remember taking on your phone. Oh, let me scroll through. One sec. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, a photo <laughs> of my dog uh, wearing sunglasses and a bandana that says, um, B words, love me. <laughs> Wicked. We'd love that photo to put in the show notes. It's my cover photo on Facebook. (laughs) Go for it. Wicked. (laughs) What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Just just be authentic. Just live your mission. You know, speak from the heart. Sorry, that's a couple. But I think at the core was just be you and, and quit trying to impress people that already think you're awesome. Yeah, like it. And what's been the happiest day of your life so far? Happiest day of my life. Um, apart from today, <laughs> well, I don't have an answer now. Um, I, I've never received a, um, never received a, a surprise birthday or a surprise in general. And, um, for my birthday, every single one of my clients made this, uh, video, uh, like a happy birthday video. And they were kind of taking the piss out of my hundred episodes. Um, <laughs> so they'll reference it and each one of them gave me a happy birthday message and I just so happened to watch it in front of them um, at breakfast and I, I cried like a baby. Uh, so that was, yeah, um, awesome. that was yeah, a couple of weeks ago. That was definitely the best day of my life. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. My, my, my team for my birthday this year did a similar thing. We've got – um, nah, No, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but they, they made a video. We've got like a remote team. There's about six or seven overseas and a, and a couple of – teammates in the, in the office here in Australia and they all sort of put in and did a video for me. I didn't cry, uh, but it's a pretty special thing. So yeah, that is, that is pretty cool. Uh, the, the last question, I think it's the 14th. Brandon, what do you love most about yourself? <laughs> what I love most about <laughs> myself? Um, the fact that I now embrace failure. Like I, I literally intend to smack every branch on the failure tree and and the fact that I trust my journey. Um, on the physical side of things, I've never had braces and I love my pearly whites. <laughs> <laughs> you are a pretty good sort. Not bad. But it, is it weird being like the second best looking person on this call? Because you'd usually be, you know, used to being the hottest, right? Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> ma- ma- maybe we need to put up a Facebook vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not posting to your audience. They're going to be just a tad biased. Well, I'm a bit older than you, so I get like a handicap waiting. Um, so every every one of my votes is worth two. Well, judging this by height as well, we got to handicap you too. Okay, radio. Exceptionally short. <laughs> let's, scrap, let's scrap the idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brandon, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I think it's been a heap of fun. Uh, I really appreciate it. We'd love to get you back on again one day uh, in the future. Yeah. And mate, can we just finish off with letting our audience know where can they find out more about Brandon Cliff? Yes, sir. Um, if you go onto Facebook, if you just type in Zone, Z-O-N-E, Transformation Specialists, you'll see our Facebook page. Um, jump on, shoot us a message. Tell us that you um, that you found us um, based on this podcast. I'd love to you know, say hello. Um, and maybe one of those videos I can post to you might, um, might help you out, might give you some advice when it comes to mind, body, and spirit. Um, and Instagram, zone underscore transformations. Uh, we post a lot of, uh, you know, I guess, fitspo, as people like to call it. <laughs> um, 
but you know, we like to engage our audience a ton. And if you have any questions and, and you really want it answered, let me know. I'll, I'll make a video. That's not a problem. So, um, yeah, just, uh, and Brandon Clift on Facebook, you'll find me. Ripper. Thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate it again. And I wish you all the best for your new location that you're opening and, uh, zones future. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to smash it. It's pretty obvious to me. So good luck, mate. And we'll talk Cheers, soon. Cheers, Dave. Pleasure's been on mine. episode i think it means that you've got some value out of it i hope so in return we'd love it if you could go and leave us a review on itunes stitcher google play or wherever just search the location station and don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates regular giveaways and a whole heap of other stuff fun stuff at thelocationstation.com And I'm not whispering because I want you to keep this podcast a secret. Please share with any business owner or marketer who you think will find our stuff valuable. Now go on, go and action some of the stuff that we learnt today. I'll see you on the next episode.